Yeah, quarantine cast ten, dude. Tenor, dude. Yo, before we get into anything, you gotta fucking R.I.P. Send it up to the gods to meet Michi Ho. Michi Ho, dude. Michi Ho, um, renowned sketch artist from Philly that literally no comedian I know from Philadelphia has <laughs> ever heard of. I honestly sent you the message like, do you? Does anybody know this guy? I'm not taking away from his. You know, no. his comedic classics as being in a stroller with a blanket over top of him, getting up and talking to someone wearing an adult diaper. Not taking away from the classic Michi Ho's. Classic just, Ho. <laughs> classic. <laughs> but I didn't know who it was. I was like, who the fuck is this guy? And now everyone's just like, oh, yeah, he does sketch. I'm like, we still know a bunch of those people. Like, I don't. Yeah, I was just, that doesn't. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's, I think it was like Del Calo was like, no, he was a sketch guy. I'm like, Okay. All right. I mean, I know a couple of sketch guys in Philly. They fucking stink, but whatever. You know what I mean? Like, I still know who they are. If, like, you said their name, I'd be like, oh, yeah, I know them. I don't know them personally, thank Christ, but fuck them. Um, I mean, it sucks because he got shot. What if it was, like, one of his sketches? <laughs> <laughs> he gets together with his buddies, like, all right. This is going to be like the David Blaine thing. He's like, I want you to come out of nowhere, right? I'll be sitting in my car. You just fire one off. You're hilarious. <laughs> Get everyone on board with us. It's like a high-profile sketch. A lot of people are down with that stuff. I take, I push the limits. Yeah. I died for my craft, dude. They're like, Michi's wild for this one, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if that's how they address him at the uh, eulogy. They're like, Michi Ho was a good guy. <laughs> Sounds like a it sounds like a trail in Vietnam. Dude, Michi, Michi Ho also sounds like something you pay more for at his massage bar. Like, it's, yeah, it sounds it sounds like something Barringer yelled in Platoon. Dude, Michi Ho was the second it's thing. Like Michi Ho in Deer Hunter, like did him out. Michi Ho, dude. dude. Michi Ho is actually the most violent Viet Cong regimen that, <laughs> that went against American forces. Dude. Yeah, dude, it was just guys in baby outfits. That's how they got them, dude. You don't kill babies. Oh, maybe you God. do. Yeah, Michi Vietnam Ho. is crazy, dude. Yeah, so there's that. What else is going on? Um, everybody keeps talking about this Will Smith thing and Jada Pinkett, which I don't really give a shit about. Um, uh, I mean... I think it's – I mean, I, I find it funny that everyone for the longest time was like, oh, it's like the perfect marriage. And really all it is is another Hollywood loveless partnership yeah. that both of them agreed how much they don't like each other. And then Dude. Will Smith even came out on record saying, like, I retired from trying to make Jada, Jada happy a long time ago, which is like – that's a pretty epic statement right then yes. and there. And Dude. then that's – and then Jada goes and fucks that, like, 19-year-old kid, which is, you know, classic. Classic. I wish that was when the Philly came out in him. Like, oh, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's like, all, you know, he ever, all he ever talks about, I mean, obviously other things now, but, like, you know, I, 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 I show him respect because, like, he always reps Philly, but, like, yeah. I don't think he's actually been in the city in about 30 years. I don't know if whatever. All, I mean, his Philly side is going to come out. I don't know if you remember the opening – credits of fresh prince of bel-air dude he knows how to fight yeah he knows how to get put in an airplane spin pretty hard and yeah. basketball so and then have I his think... mom send him out to his rich uncle i'm like dude that's all you do is fight to get out of fucking west philly i would have fucking done that a while ago i'm like what do you mean we have an aunt and uncle in bel-air what the fuck is bel-air where's phil dude that whole story's dog shit i'd be like wait a minute why the fuck am i stuck in west philly when we got a fucking uncle that's like yeah or an aunt that's like, yeah, send them out here. I'm like, send me the fuck out. There. I don't want to live here anymore. I live in West Philly now. I wish I had an aunt and uncle. I'll fucking get the shit. I got a basketball court right across the street from me, dude. I'll go get the shit kicked out of me. Fucking rat on somebody, whatever he did. Across the street. See if it ends like that? With high tops on, like a black tank top. Like weight, like thigh high shorts and then like partial black face and just kind of like pass. I'm like, I'll come over and be like, it's cool, guys. I'm trying to get to Bel Air. This is what apparently happens if you start a fight on the basketball court. You know, because I'm just chilling, maxing, relaxing. You know, it would be great. They just shoot me. <laughs> you didn't do the blackface. You just showed up with the eraser, like, kid and play haircut. <laughs> the box top. <laughs> just, 
I come over in dreads, but it's just like a mop top dipped in black dye. <laughs> I'm like, hey, man. <laughs> they just shoot me immediately. I'm like, this is not how this story is supposed to go. You show up dressed like what Malcolm X died in. You just have a button-up shirt with a red tie. You're like, yeah, yeah. I fucking, I just go. I get my fucking, I get beat within an inch of my life, and then I call my dad. I'm like, well, I guess it's time to send me out to that uh, auntie and uncle in Bel Air. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm like, damn it, (laughs) shit, dude. You just become the the fresh prince of Wildwood. You don't know what to do. Dude. I mean, in all fairness, Will Smith definitely dressed like he was from Wildwood in that show, dude. It was like everything airbrushed. <laughs> you could only have airbrush in that fucking show. You have to, dude. You can't show up with anything different, dude. Yeah, dude. Um, yeah, so they, everybody was talking about that, and I was like, all right, whatever. And it's funny because she even says, like, oh, I think you've got me back plenty of times, which means he fucks other girls, which he does. Yeah. I know for a fact he had a girl set up in Philly for a while. Uh, this was, like, years ago. Like, I, I forget what it was, and he, like, talked about it, and then, like, they showed her. I was like, oh, so this isn't, like, I believe in her one day. This girl's, like, you know what I mean? Like, she's a fucking Instagram model. Exactly. That's, that's the other thing, too. Uh, the only... I mean, you know, he, if, if he's admitting to having these side chicks in Philadelphia, that's fine. That's one thing. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that he's like going up to his daughter, like, hey, Willow, which one of your friends is looking to fucking bleed? You know, like, he's yeah. just like, I'm throwing down. I don't that's know. Where... He might be going to Jaden for that in these days, dude. <laughs> Isn't Jaden gay? Is he gay? He's, no, dude. He, he, um, he, he just doesn't sucks. identify. He yeah, doesn't want. He doesn't identify with the gender, dude. He's he's non-binary, awesome. conformisting. Well, he's non-conforming. I mean, yeah, I would non-conform to anything if my parents were paying me like ten grand a week to just be a fucking rich kid. You know what I mean? Like that is true. You could do fucking anything. Rich kids stink. But I don't know. So that was that. That was like the only thing. Other than that, I mean, dude, I just keep. <laughs> I we should go to fucking. Uh, What's his name? Who's his first? Michi Ho. Michi Ho, dude. You should go to Michi Ho's fucking uh, viewing and just be real sentimental and be like, listen, your son was a bit of a hero of mine and I, I don't have much to give, but I could bless his memory with song if you'd like me to. And I could bring in my band and we could unleash a new character, Huger Lewis. Huger Lewis and the Goose. <laughs> Dude, you know the crazy thing about Huger Lewis is? Huger <laughs> Lewis and the Goose. <laughs> oh, my God. One thing people don't know about Huger Lewis is that he was originally supposed to do the Ghostbusters song, but they got Ray J. Parker to do it instead. Yeah. But he was he's like, if there's something strange coming in your ass, who are you going to call? <laughs> Nut. Busters. <laughs> yeah, he's like, that's all the way I know it. I'm on jizz on your toast. It's like, <laughs> like huger. He's like, that's what my songs are all about. Dude, if there was a cover band of former porn stars called Huger Lewis and the Goose, there there should be, but and they just sing porn style Huey Lewis songs is just fucking I would I would I would see every single show that they would put on. They would be I don't fucking know why awesome. There hasn't been a guy just huge, just coming out. He's just got like the big, crazy, like pompadour haircut. I mean, Huey, Huey Lewis already looks like a porn star, like from the eighties. He's got the ass chin. He's a bigger dude, like huger Lewis. Huey Lewis looks like he already has a huger, dude. like one of those fucking awkward white guys. Cars. It's like. <laughs> It's like the head's kind of bent, but the rest is straight, you know? Dude, you know he's on Cirque, too. He's uncircumcised. Uh, yeah, he's dude. got an anteater wiener out the ass, dude. Yeah, he's got yeah power of anteater. <laughs> the power <laughs> of uncircumcised. <laughs> it's the power of cum. Because <laughs> she's smoking pole. Smoking pole. 
She's smoking po. <laughs> He's like, hit it, goose. <laughs> just some other fucking random like, porn star comes up with a guitar and hits it with like the. Dude, you know the basses. They back the to back, but they go front to front with their hugers instead of back to back. They're front to front. But dude, the basses from Earth, Wind, and Fire is just like. <laughs> yeah, and then Clarence Clemens is like. <laughs> He's got half the E Street band in his band. Like, <laughs> <laughs> the E Street band. He's just like. Is little Steven? <laughs> yeah. yeah, little Steven sucks. Little I mean, Steven, he's got a chode, dude. dude. I mean, every dude. cast member on The Sopranos has the tiniest dick in the world. <laughs> I guarantee it. Dude, the Gandolfini's got a little Danglefini, dude. He's, well, he's a Dedolfini now, but... Big ups on... He's rocking around with Michio, dude. Yeah, <laughs> Michio. <laughs> your boy, Michio. I'm like, your what? Boy. No guy should ever have a hoe in the name. Nah, I, I just also, it's like, I've always been, and again, it's like nothing against like comics or anything like that, but like, it's like certain black comics have like names. I'm like, I don't understand what you're doing here with that name. I like, love them. It's, it's, sure. You know, I mean, I'm some of them, like, some of them, I'm like, whatever, but some of them are fucking hilarious. Like, Pretty Smiles, I've always liked because he has no teeth, yeah. and I think that's the funniest fucking thing in the world. And he is funny, like, genuinely a funny guy. Um, Nate, the landlord, I, I never got Nate's name, but I mean, maybe he's a landlord. I don't know. It might be. You know what? I don't understand. Natty Bumper Cars. I don't know what's going oh, on. Oh, yeah. Natty Bumpy Cars. Yeah. Don't, don't really get that. <laughs> you should nearly name yourself, too. I think we've talked about this. I might be Huge or Lewis, dude. I was going <laughs> to say, this. Start going to open mics with, like, my glasses off and, like, a wig. And just be like, yeah, I'm Huge or Lewis. My first dude, time doing go, comedy. I'm going to be called V.D. Lee. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get you. Yeah. But you're not going So, also, this, what's crazy is this whole Wayfair thing, what, which I thought was kind of... I don't know. Yeah, we talked about this briefly, but like, yeah, I, I also don't really. Uh, so my one friend Erica, she had posted some stuff on Instagram about it, and like the one thing that was like, you're you're reaching really mm. hard. And again, I'm not saying this is true or not, but what I'm saying, the one thing that she posted was like, so Wayfair, so Waif is like. It, it refers as like apparently in a certain dictionary or language, waif means younger child, usually homeless or abandoned. Mm. And then fair is usually like referring to like something that like you, a nominal fee of which you pay. Sure. For. But then again, if you really want to go out on another branch, wayfair just means the prices are way fair. Maybe they're just yeah. really. Isn't it spelled that way too? Isn't it just W-A-Y-F-A-I-R? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. So, uh, all right. I mean, this one just, the only thing about this is uh, I kind of brushed under the rug as another retarded conspiracy theory is because it just kind of came out of nowhere. There was never any, like, somebody, like, two, three years ago, like, yo, I said it, I called it. There was never any rumors about Wayfair shipping no. kids through a, you know, a sex trafficking Absolutely ring. Not. So Absolutely. it's just out of nowhere. So it's like, and it's also like, why Wayfair? Why not fucking... Um, you know, Ikea or Google or, who are, you know, the million other furniture sites or whatever that are their home appliances, whatever that's saying. Could you imagine getting a sex slave from Ikea and it just comes with the manual where it's all pictures like Legos and it's that yeah. weird guy like. Yeah, it's a Swedish kid. You're like, well, I guess this is the manual. This is where I bend you over and this is the butthole. <laughs> What do I need an Allen wrench for your asshole? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, when he bends over, there's a little plastic bag with Allen wrenches and eight screws you don't know what to do with. <laughs> <laughs> the worst part is when you get a sex slave from Ikea, you always have leftover parts. You don't know what to do with. <laughs> there's like three like, dicks oh, and a ball over on the left. You're like, I swear I did that. <laughs> they always give you an extra dick. It's just like. And the weird thing is, you fuck it once, it just falls apart. I'm like, this is not the quality I thought. This the worst part bullshit. about sex slave from Ikea as well is like, if you get a bigger one and you assemble it in your house, you're not getting it out of there. It's staying yeah, with the dude. house. 
<laughs> dude, fuck Ikea, dude. There should be a Nigeria. <laughs> you get one of them boys, dude. They hold up. They are sturdy, dude. Yeah, you need, you need to fucking whatever Ikea's version in, like, Russia or something. You get one dude, of them strong balls just gonna come in. I going to say, the, the Russian one is Verdansk, dude. That's oh, where we yeah, fucking dude, that's, go down. That's I think Verdansk was was where Wayfair was originally from. That's why it's all bombed out and depleted. But but Wayfair, you do the platinum member where like nobody gets it. And it's just like huger Lewis on the other end. He's like they're gonna shave the dick. Hell, we'll shave their dicks. Like oh. yeah. Well, the other thing is too is like um, it's they didn't all they did was they named Wayfair like. So I didn't hear anything about, like, you know, when it comes to conspiracy theories, they usually have a good mapped out plan of why they have this theory. Excuse me. But it's like, who's the CEO? Where are they based out of? What's their other, other companies invested into it or whatever? Do you know what I mean? Like usually people have that kind of shit mapped out and then say, this is why from step A to step Z is why this is why yeah. they're shipping kids. And but all people can. are saying is like, like you said, they're platinum members who get, you know, fucking armoires and there's a kid in there when you open it. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, I, I just laugh at it because I think it's retarded, my, but I don't know. My other thing is like, it can't be that hard to become a platinum member of anything. Like I'm a, I'm a platinum member of Seven Eleven. It wasn't that hard to fucking go in there. You're welcome, dude. I'm a seven, my seven point card, dude. You go in there and buy a couple of corn dogs. You get a free Slurpee. Yeah, I was going to say, why are you buying it? Just because you don't steal from it? It's like if you don't steal <laughs> from the 7-Eleven on Broad Street three times in a row, you become a fucking platinum. Christ, you could own a branch if you don't steal for six times. Dude, you just go in there and show your cards like right this way. You get a fucking goddamn <clears throat> red carpet. Oh, my God. I- I don't think I brought this up. Do you remember when I walked to my sister's and it was during the whole uh, protest for the Columbus statue? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You know what I forgot to mention that day was when I was walking down there, there's that 7-Eleven right on Broad, you know, right before Marconi Park. It's like yes, it's like three or four blocks. Yeah, it's a shithole. Dude, there was an Asian woman in there that bought two full pizzas, which whatever. I've seen people buy full pizzas from 7-Eleven. Um, and she put the box out and she was trying to ask the guy for something. And the, the guy behind the counter is just, you know, some South Philly troll that looked like one of my great uncles. He's like, huh? What do you, I don't, you come on. You know, I don't know what you need. Anybody? And I'm like, this is hilarious. Cause I'm dying to see what asshole in here is like, what do you need? Mandarin, Mandarin proper form. I got it. What are you saying, hon? What do you need? You know what I mean? It's like, everyone's like, I don't know what the fuck she's talking about. She's just like, koto. And it's like, huh? What do you need? And as he's walking back and forth from like the three times of what he thinks, this is the best. He starts guessing. He comes back with like a handful of napkins and two straws. He's like, ah. I was like, she's like, oh, I don't know. And he's like, I don't know. Hold on. Goes back, comes back with napkins and like paper plates, like everything pertaining to this meal yeah, that she's yeah. buying. And honestly. I look over at one point and I see her go low to the register candy and grab two fifth avenues and just go like looks around and just puts it in her pocket. And I'm like, this bitch doesn't even, I don't even think this is a language that she's saying. She's like, Oh, my, oh, oh. give me that fifth avenues. You <laughs> she just stole two fifth avenues. And the funny thing was the guy came back with napkins and like, um, I think like plastic silverware and those like plastic wraps. And she's like, yeah, I was like, oh, that works. What the fuck was that? I was like, wait a minute. Is that how you, are you just challenging yourself on what you can do to steal from 7 Eleven? Because you don't have to go through that whole mirage of like, oh, I don't speak English. Uh. You I just mean, state I knew, shit. There was one guy I knew growing up. He was, his mom, I think she was, I, I didn't know him very well. Like, I wasn't very good friends with him. But his mom, I think, was from China and his dad was from the Philippines. But like, he was like, I mean, it, he, he would even say, he's like, yeah, there are some places I go and I like pretend to speak gibberish. So they just like, give me what I want faster. And I was like, yeah. Oh dude. Yeah. I've seen it. dude. 
Yeah. I was like, holy shit. He's yeah. like, yeah, dude. Like, why you go in there? And I like start like throwing out words. Like, I say stuff that isn't even a thing. I'm like, damn, man. Yeah. Like, I am bummed That's out. I don't good. know a secondary language. Like I mean, dude, you look at those guys. Like, a lot of the local guys that run most of the bodegas in Philly are like 7-Elevens. They have no patience. They hate their life already. So they're yeah, like, what, what, do you, what do you need? Huh? Yeah. If I give you your money back, will you leave the bike? It's like, here you go. <laughs> did I ever tell you about the kid that fucking worked for my brother? I think I did. He was Asian and his girlfriend, I forget, I think he was Chinese and his girlfriend, uh, but he had lived, he was from America. His parents were both from China, but he spoke perfect English and, but he also obviously spoke Chinese. Well, his yeah. girlfriend was off the boat and only spoke Chinese. She spoke Chinese, but really broken English. Okay. I, I didn't take this. This is nuts, dude. My brother fucking, I think, I, nah, I thought he recorded it once, but maybe he didn't. But he goes, dude, it's fucking bizarre. When she calls him at work, one time him and my brother were talking about, like, I think he was like a basketball fan. They were talking about an NBA game, some NBA game. And his cell phone rang. And it was this girl. And he was like, so they're like, he's like, yeah, dude, fucking insane that they're going to make this trade because, you know, they don't even need that. For, oh, you know what? It's my girl. Hang on one second. Hello? How are you? And he would speak broken fucking English to her. He wouldn't speak Chinese. He wouldn't speak regular English. He would speak broken. I swear to God, it was, my brother was like, my brother started laughing, I think, because he was like, dude, what are you, an asshole, dude? That's hilarious, by the way. He's like, hello, how are you? Oh, no, I'm at work now. (laughs) I swear to God, dude. (laughs) Next time, if we stream today, we'll stream tonight, and my brother will be on. I swear to God. He will be like, dude, it was fucking bizarre, but also, and then he would just be like, okay, I see you right now. Anyway, dude, they better trade fucking Mashburn. I'll tell you that. It's like, what? Did he get a phone call? He's like, oh, damn, it's my girlfriend calling me. And then he puts in like fangs. He's like, hey, <laughs> he's just like, hello, how are you? It's like, whoa. <laughs> you imagine that guy's like i'm really nervous to meet your parents I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> dude it gets serious like, hello how are you tonight okay <laughs> <laughs> he floats in dude he goes geisha style he's like hello <laughs> he puts his feet up on the table through the wooden sandal things. he's like <laughs> <laughs> he's like what are we up to man Dude. He's like, he's like, Mishi Ho, Mishi Ho die, Mishi Ho die. It's like, what? Yeah, it was, it was, <clears throat> man. My brother, yeah, they used to have a crew there because then it was like in the basement or in the in the basement in the fucking like. Um, this is when he was working for Antenna Star, and dude, in the crew, downstairs crew, the install, like the people that would load up the installers' trucks and shit. Oh yeah. Keep in mind, dude, this is what they thought because the Greeks that owned it, they didn't give a shit. Or they, I guess they didn't realize. But, dude, there was just a bunch of fucking – it was Haitians and Jamaicans in the in the shipping room and, like, in the warehouse. And my brother was like, yeah, you know who doesn't get along? Haitians yeah. and Jamaicans. <laughs> I don't know if you saw my face there. I was like – yeah, dude. So there'd be, and also they're all alcoholics and they used to drink at this bar, like right down the, like a two blocks away in Upper Darby, right? It used to be called Cheers. It was owned by this millionaire that was in Forbes. I got drafted by the NBA, but refused to play on the team because he was afraid to fly. And uh, yeah, we can get into that. Oh, dude, that's an Upper Darby legend. That's an, that's, I swear to God, that's an Upper Darby legend. Everyone knows about that guy. What? So they would go, he owned this bar, Cheers. Uh, it was a shithole. I, I mean, I don't know who listens to this just from like that Upper Darby area, but it was there for years. You didn't go in there unless you were black or you knew one of them. Like me and my brother went in there. I think like my brother brought me in there like once. Oh, it was after the Phillies won the fucking the Phillies parade when they won the World Series. When we got back, we took the train back to 69th Street to go back to his house in Upper Darby. Cheers was there. He goes, I bet you if we go in there, half my fucking warehouse is in there. Dude, we walk in. The first guy he sees is standing halfway in and out of the bathroom, just in the back, smoking one of the biggest joints I've ever seen in my life. And I was like, what? He's like, what's up, dude? And I'm like, yo, what's up? And like, 
Hey, I'm like, hey, mom. You know, like, no. <laughs> I'm when you said that you and your brother walked into this bar, I'm picturing you and him like Sean Astin and fucking Pauly Shore and Sino Man going yeah. into that Mexican tequila spot. You're like, like oddly oh. enough, that's what it turned into when he sold Cheers. Now it's like a cowboy Mexican place. Hell yeah. Those places like in, yeah, like in, um, in uh i don't know those, it's in a bunch of movies but like every like those mexicans that are like they dress like cowboys and there's just two fridges of corona that's it hell yeah dude so anyway that was no my brother walked in like he fucking owned the place because half the fucking assholes in there work for him so he was like what's up man and like we just sat down and started drinking i was like i am very scared right now but it ended up being all right but yeah the guy who owned it God, i'll ask my brother again to, to tell me so he is a known legend. This guy, he was like 6'6". He played basketball. He was an amazing basketball player. I'm pretty sure he got drafted by like the Spurs. And the only reason he turned it down is because he was afraid of flying. There's an article. There was an article in Forbes about him because he's a millionaire and he lived above Cheers on 69th Street in this shithole one bedroom. He just saved all his money and made a ton in like real estate. He owned like three or four different restaurants or bars. It's all shitholes. So but you just clean up. Let me just let me just back in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go back here. Go ahead. Um, so this guy, John, John, his name is John. Yeah, amazing basketball player. Good oh, enough yes. to be recognized by the NBA, which it's no secret they have teams everywhere in America, and mm-hmm. they also have to travel. This isn't like unknown yeah. knowledge. Mm-hmm. So this guy played well enough with all intentions of getting into the NBA. Mm-hmm. Then gets into the NBA yeah. and is like, wait a minute. Did they got to come to Planes? <laughs> wait a minute. Whoa. I'll see. <laughs> well, keep in mind, this is in like probably the late 60s, early 70s of the NBA. So right off the bat, you know, they weren't signing guys to like millions of dollars like they are now. But also a lot of teams would be in divisions with other teams where they didn't really need planes. They would just ride buses, you know, so it wasn't. You didn't really have to. I mean, there was definitely planes, obviously, but there was a there wasn't that much traveling as there is today because they didn't have the other expansion teams. Most teams were kind of like within bus range. And when he got drafted, I think it was by the Spurs. When the Spurs entered the NBA, they were like, "Yeah, we got to fly. Like we're, we're in San Antonio. Yeah. There's not many teams by us." And he is like, "I'm out. I'm gonna go buy a shithole bar on 69th Street in Upper Darby. Yeah, I'm gonna live on top of it." And so he did. He lived on top of it. I never saw him. I think my brother saw him a couple of times, like wandering around. I mean, he, everyone I know, knew him. I know of the guy you're talking about because this isn't the first time I've heard of Cheers, and this isn't the first time yeah. I've heard of the dude who lived. I always thought it was one of those rumors, like the drug no. dealer who drives with his lights off or whatever, you know, like yeah. all those stupid stories. And my brother was like, no, this is. And then my buddy, my buddy Zeb, who his family pretty much grew up in Upper Darby, he was like, oh, yeah, that's John. Everyone fucking knows him. It's like, I know somebody had a copy or definitely blurbs from the, the interview he was in because people were, he was a legitimate millionaire because all he did, it wasn't because he was like some fucking financial guru. He just fucking lived really cheap in a really cheap yeah. part of fucking Philly. You know what I mean? Like, so he, he just exploited lived the Darby. fact that he, he basically got, he stretched those bills, dude. He made a oh, yeah. mills decision on that. Yeah. Like, I got to get more bang. Yeah, dude, that's it's a real thing. I'll have, I'll have my brother tell me a story because my brother knows, I think a good amount of that story, if not the whole thing, I mean, but yeah. As much as I could say, I'm shitting on that guy for not traveling in 1969 on a plane. What I can say is I remember my dad, he took two plane trips in his entire life. Oh, one. One in nineteen sixty. No, it was one of like one was to get to Mexico to avoid Vietnam. <laughs> it's like you think well, no, I'm fighting he, over he, there, he over there, Michi. He, he didn't have to avoid Vietnam. He already was losing a foot. Oh like, yeah, I'll he was go. already one leg out, dude. Yeah, he, was, dude he was like, I'll go. No, my dad. He said honestly, he tried to go. Dad, he wanted to volunteer. Yeah, and then like they were like, Tom, we understand that your dad was like, you know whatever in the navy oh yeah you can't, you can't join the army because you're missing a foot he's like i'll find a way you can just put me in it like my dad was like i'll kill somebody he's like he's like the rudy of army trying to like he's like come on do it again man come on don't fucking <laughs> go weak on me they're like you have one leg asshole what happens when we have to run he's like 
damn it. <laughs> so, dude, he shows up. He's like, he's like, you won't. You haven't heard the last of me. And he comes back. He's just like Rose McGowan from Planet Terror with a gun. He's like. You can hear the last of me. We wake up at 5 a.m. You you heard the last of me. (laughs) Tom, you got to understand. We (laughs) get pretty early. It's like, what time? He's like, what is it? Is it different if I'm still up at 5 a.m.? Because I can stay up till then. What's the code set here? (laughs) Vietnam, Asia. I thought you meant Vietnam, Concha Hawkins. I thought you meant Vietnam, Jersey. What the fuck? I'll go there. I'll be your. I will defend the flag, dude. <laughs> I'll defend the king of Prussia flag at the Watch mall. Out. I will. You think this? They're getting in this straw bridge and clothier. You're wrong, dude. I am here. He's working. Never he's working security at Clover. He's like, don't don't trade on me or nothing. I don't know. <laughs> dude, he's part of the. My dad is part of the Woolworths Special Forces. <laughs> he's just like. He's, like, he's hiding in the racks of clothes like little kids. He's like, don't steal that. You better not. My my dad's dress is like a dumb mannequin. Just <laughs> is that you wearing clothes from the store? Yeah. He's got like Pudgy's rib shack. It's like, what's that, dude? <laughs> dude, he's got a sweatshirt on from Irv's BYO. He's like, <laughs> nobody will see me here. Yeah, dude. But he was on, he had said, and like, I guess I can like empathize with this dude, John, Mm -hmm. because in the 1970s and late 60s, DC 10s were like a huge, like, oh, yeah, liability. Yeah. But like, they were super cheap flights, but they were like basically. Like they were guaranteed to crash. They were terrible yeah. fucking planes. Yeah. And I remember my dad was like taking a plane. I think he was going from. I can't. Remember. It was definitely south. It was. It was either South Carolina or Georgia or like Atlanta or something. He was going down there. But he's yeah. like, yeah, we booked a flight on a DC ten, and like when we got on the flight, he's like, he's like, you want to talk about the amount of rosaries I saw come out of there? Oh <laughs> yeah. Dude, he was like, I ain't never. He's like, I thought I was in church. Was like, Dude, yeah, those things. I mean, those little pond hoppers, man. I got to take them when I go from Miami, like fly to Key West. Yeah. So, man. you know, you can't fly direct a big flight in there. I'll tell you what, man. Like a little wind hits them. It's like. Dude, it's well, like, that was. And I'm not afraid of flying. I, I just, I, it, people, people who are afraid of flying make me scared because they get, you know. Obviously, it's a oh, very nerve-wracking thing. I don't give a shit. It's like, dude, I look at it like this, and I'm not trying to be like a tough guy here, but I always looked at it like with flying, if your plane's going down, okay, that's it, dude. Like, you're not like, hmm, what if we go left here and then hard right? No, we're going down, dude. I'm a fucking try and grab a booby or something, and then that's it. Dude. I was gonna say, you see Tom on the wing, like breaking it off. It's like yeah. I'm a silver surf down. Yeah, I'm John Lithgow. I'm like, there's something on the plane. It's Tom. He's taking off his leg and like chopping it. He's like, and then he's waving. He's like, yeah, it's me, dude. You think I'm gonna be the sky kahuna like you guys have never seen before, dude. dude? What if your dad was fucking what's his name who stole the money and jumped out of the plane? Oh, DB Cooper. <laughs> But only with my dad, it stands for dick bag. <laughs> T.S. Cooper, dude. Donatello, dude. Donatello, boy. Dude, Thomas Donatello Shaner gets on. He's like, all right. So here's the thing. I want $20,000 in his backpack. First of all, where are we going? Yeah. <laughs> it's like my dad like, He got on a plane that's going back to his hometown. He's like, shit. I thought this was going to Tallahassee. God damn it. Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. This isn't flying over Limerick. (laughs) He gets on a plane that's flying to Vietnam. He's like, shit. (laughs) I guarantee if my dad looked out the window, he'd be like, "Yeah, that is not a river. (laughs) That is an ocean. That's um Yeah, I'll I'll just text my brother to tell me who that guy was. He'll remember, but like, that story's wild. I mean, dude, my brother, like, when my brother was running that office, it was fucking nuts. Like, they had the Haitians and Jamaicans. They had fucking Armenians and Greeks out on jobs that couldn't speak English, showing up, fucking up everything. People going to North Philly, going to the Badlands, leaving the fucking trucks down there with not a spotter, which 
Number one rule in the Badlands, if you go there to do any manual labor and you have a fucking van or a truck, someone's got to stay with the truck. Whole fucking thing gets taken away. And then the messages alone, the voicemails alone. And I don't know if I told you, but these were one of the first things that ever made me like lose breath and cry laughing at the same time. Like my brother used to get the complaint calls and let's just say there was a lot, a lot of complaints because dish network, number one dog shit. Okay. Number two, (laughs) your brother worked for dish network. Yeah. Dude, he used to fucking GM the whole fucking (laughs) thing. Your brother worked for the bowling shoe of dish networks. Yep. And dude, he loved it because all he had to do was manage all the routers and installers and all that shit. And that was it. He never left. You know what I mean? He took the easy route like he does. So (laughs) he would, and he would just dude, the best, the best calls. There was like two calls. I remember one lady, this one black lady called up and you hear just like with these messages, you just hear like beep. And then, you know, you don't hear like, Oh, you've reached Dish network. You just hear the beep. And then them. The one was just this black lady just goes, beep. She's like, man, I don't even believe this shit. Y'all need to come and take this fucking dish out, this motherfucker. You've been after here three fucking times. I've done shit. None of these motherfuckers speak English. Call me back. (laughs) And then the best ever, the best ever, and I don't fucking, eh, whatever. I won't say his real name, but let's just say it was uh, Bobby Yang. It was a Chinese name, but I don't want to say. But anyway. Bobby Dude, let me tell you something. The real name, very close to what I just said. So Bobby Yang calls in. He he had called, I think, my brother's <sighs> office like 30 times to get the dish out of there. But they, you know, once uh, it goes in, you're done. And uh, yeah. this is Bobby, Bobby Yang called and was pleading so much to the point where it sounded like his, his message sounded like it ended with him jumping off of a cliff. And I'll give you an exact, exact fucking impersonation of how this call went. He goes, hi, this is Bob Yang. You need to come back over to my house and take this dish away. 215-483-2627. Please come back. This is Bobby Yang. You need to please take this dish back. No one call me back. Come get this dish. Help me. Help me. Help me. <laughs> <laughs> and then hangs up. I swear to God. Dude, my brother. no one ever no. saw Bobby Yang again. <laughs> dude, yeah. It was like probably the installers throwing him off a cliff. It was probably a couple of the Armenians <laughs> chucking him. Dude, was if I sent the Haitians like, and the Jamaicans out to get them. Dude, first of all, the Haitians and Jamaicans, that's like setting up a West Side Story warehouse, dude. Yeah, with like, guns what? and very violent fights, dude. That, dude. Yeah, dude, and dude, dude, they'd all be drunk and high. Like, they don't get drunk at oh, Cheers because Cheers God. was one of the carpenters. Dude, that's like, we, you know, there's like a bunch of those construction bars around Philly in the Philly area. Oh, yeah, dude. Those construction bars open up or stay open until like 6 a.m. Obviously, you got to know somebody. But Cheers was one of those bars that would be open at like 6, 7 in the morning, get all the contractors in there to get juiced up before they go on the yeah. job and handle heavy machinery. So and then to- they close down at like 9 or 10, and then they reopen at like, you know, like noon. But... Yeah. Cheers was one of those places, and the Haitians and Jamaicans would go in there and get all tuned up and come to work and then just fuck up orders and send trucks out with the wrong shit, and then when it came back, they'd fight because they'd blame the other people. And it's like, they didn't need much to fight. I mean, that's, you know, you're talking about like northern, northern, that's like the north and the south of Ireland in the 60s and 70s. It's like, they don't need much, dude. Just (laughs) tell them where you're from. They're going to fight you or try and kill you. They'll hate you. Yeah. (laughs) Just how it goes. Yeah, dude. Don't dish. mention anything about gay people. Dude, Dish Network. A ridiculous dude. There yep. were times where I was when I was helping a friend of mine move, uh, mm-hmm. and she was like looking to buy houses. We were yeah. in North Philadelphia and there were like 18 dishes sitting off of one of the yeah, roofs. All on one, but like yeah. I remember looking at one dude, one, I shit you not. It was not a satellite dish. It was a salad bowl with <laughs> Dude, that was by my was brother's like, office. He used like, to send them out with like frisbees with a little road cone <laughs> in the middle. He's like, that'll work. Dude. Tell him it's, it's an upgrade. A, just a melted cooler top, like kind of formed. Yeah. Like, That'll work. That'll bring in some premium channels. That's like an extra fifteen dollars. Yeah. yeah, dude. Like, it's so funny. You go to like the areas like up in North Philly, like to the Badlands in that area, because 
it's it, they're all like memorials for dishes. <laughs> they don't take That's, them off. They just keep yeah, adding. No, they on. just leave them there. Dude. So it's like it's like eighteen dishes on there. Dude, my <laughs> dude Tom was obsessed with satellite dishes for like, really. Was, dude, I remember oh it was a my. thing, man. Dude, he cashed in on it, dude. My brother fucking made loot doing that shit because everybody was like, "What twenty dollars a month?" It's like, yeah. Well, if the wind blows yeah. hard enough, it disintegrates. <laughs> dude, he was, and this is before it was even like you know, Dish Network or like whatever. This was before like DirecTV and all that. This is in the 90s. My dad, when he, we would be driving and he, he would see a huge, like, I mean, like huge satellite dishes in yeah. people's backyards. He'd see me like, oh man, I bet they got like all these channels from like different countries and shit. This is amazing. It's so crazy that like we got this technology. And then I remember when like they started making them readily available and dad when Tom was like a major trash picker. Oh yeah. Uh, oh man. I'll tell you what, I actually did profit off, not profit, but like I came out on top on one thing he trash picked. There was one day I came to his house and I mean, he would save these satellite dishes. Like he's going to do something. He's like, I'm, you know, it's like, if I get enough of them, they will pick up some. If I put the wire in there, <laughs> he's treating them like baseball cards. He's like, look yeah, at this one, like, dude. That's a rookie card. 1958. <laughs> Need it, got it, got it, yeah. need it, want him. Yeah, dude, it was fucking crazy. But the only time I ever really got – he had a serious XM fucking receiver. Oh, and yeah. He, he was like – Like one of the first thing? ones, like the first dude, generation ones? Yeah. It was like this fucking big. Yeah, I remember those. And I was like, this won't work. He's like, it might. He's like, I plugged it in, like, you know, with the fucking attachment. It lights up. Dude, I had free serious – radio mm-hmm. for a good year and a half was it like when know. stern went to sirius yeah dude it yeah. was fucking crazy and it was like when when they they had just started that raw dog fucking or the raw, oh, raw dog, dog yeah. Not, yeah dude mm-hmm. it was like this was amazing and i and oh, and was I, like from the trash mm-hmm. and like he just like and when i told him it works like i told you He's like, and when I get these other ones hooked up, I'm going to have, like, every channel. Yeah, and those are just, like, the salad bowls. Yeah, dude, they were huge. And at one point in time, I remember he was, like, putting, like, them all together to make, like, some crazy... Ultron of fucking dog shit. (laughs) They were all all drilled to one two by four and they were on the top of his house like a fucking garden. He was like, yeah, that's good shit. He's like, yeah, they don't work well. The only channel I get is the Spice Channel scrambled. (laughs) So all I get is bird shit. (laughs) They're just birds are shitting in them dishes up there. Dude, yeah, but I remember everybody was like obsessed with it because it was satellite. And everybody, well, I mean, that wasn't that long ago. No, man, that was like I'm talking like early 2000s, mid 2000s. Like, well, dude, I, was, it was insane how much business my brother was doing. Like, because everybody knew they couldn't pay Comcast because that was when Comcast had like the triple threat, which was like 200 bucks or 150, yeah. 200 bucks a month. So it was either that, and Verizon wasn't around. You know, nobody could yeah. get Verizon in the city, and so it was Dish Network, and they're like. Give us 20 bucks a month. We'll give you the best channels in the world. And 10 minutes later, it will break. And yeah. we do not have a customer service line. Do not let a bird land on that little dick oh, coming dude. over there. Dude. Storms <laughs> came through. Forget about it. I mean, you might as well just get a new dish. And that was yeah. the other problem is because you had to call them. And that went to a message machine, which was their customer service, which in turn would get forwarded to my brother's cell phone and then played at the bar while we all laughed at it. That's the, old, that's the customer service that was going down there. Very, very good. Yeah, Sterling. That was, dude. If you're a platinum member, you just you just get a text message of a middle finger. Like, yeah. Uh, if you're a platinum well, member, they just you. they just bring you an Xfinity modem. <laughs> they just give you Comcast. So like, all right, you paid enough. <laughs> if you're a platinum, dude. If you're a platinum member for Dish Network, they send you a pissed off adult child. Like, <laughs> <laughs> they send you a Robert Roll child. Like, I don't know what I'm doing here. It's like, God. Anyway, you ever say the N-word? So here's the thing. I'll suck your dick for a little bit. Also, I'm a smoking bowl. Dude, um, I just remembered that. Not because I said Robert, you said Robert Rule, but um, fucking, what's her name? We just talked about last night. What's her name died of breast cancer? Fucking uh, Kelly Preston. Oh, yeah, man. What a bummer. Crazy, yeah. That, I mean, I still think fucking he went, he was preparing for... Uh, what should we call it? The second part of uh, whatever movie we always make fun of. 
uh, Travolta in uh, Fanatic, Fanatic 2. I think he was practicing for Fanatic 2, but this time he's stalking a woman actress, Kelly Preston, a very well-known actress. Gorgeous. God. Oh, my God. Oh, I loved Kelly Preston. Man, when she was banging Jerry Maguire in that one part, that was a hot part, Maguire. Also, I would would argue, I think her, where she was the, again, it's like the weird to say the most attractive, but when she was in Twins... Holy oh shit. my god. god she was a fucking knockout she's i mean she was one of those girls that was like she was smoking hot in like the 90s when she was coming up and she just kept getting hotter and to do that she looked great and i mean it's a shame that she passed away it's horrible and you know what we've joked about travolta but like they lost their son because you know their yeah. autistic son had died and now him like i think fanatic 2 might be the best movie of all time though because he's got to channel that and just come out like i'm back I'm back. I don't know what the fuck happened to you. Dude, what if he came out like Rambo and he was fanatic? No, what if he was fanatic but for the Predator? And he was like, he's like Billy on the bridge. You're nothing without me. And the Predator's like, Jesus Christ, this guy's nuts. I just want to let you know if it bleeds, we can kill it. Dude, he's hunting the Predator. He takes off his mask. The predator's like, "You are one ugly motherfucker." He's like, what? <laughs> but, he takes but, off his mask and puts on his glasses. Was, like, dude, oh. But because he's a fanatic, he just puts on another predator mask. He's like, "I just like you." <laughs> it's like a plastic one though that yeah, he made. It's a vacuum for mask from the eighties. It's like I don't know what you wanted. <laughs> He does the time watch, but he's got like a shark watch, so he just sharks it with all four buttons. He's like, I'm going to sell full up. Here it comes. But this whole thing, dude. Oh, man. Dude. Oh, my God. What? Holy shit. What? What if we – there's got to be a way we can do it. What if we took the movie Predator – Uh-huh. And then took out the Predator. And put it in for Added moose. Added moose? Added moose in the Predator. You could. Dude, that would be pretty fucking crazy. Moose should become the new Predator, dude. I, I mean, first off, he's just as terrifying. He's yeah. just as ugly. He definitely can fucking just hide out in plain sight with his English Bobby outfit. That's what he's a Predator in. When instead of going invisible, he hits a switch and he goes, he's like, oh, mate. <laughs> Get back in the house, there, partner. It's like, damn it. He's just what like, time is he gone for now? <laughs> they see him, so he's trying to be as authentic as possible. So he's just like, ha 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 ha. And his dude, like his invisibility is just, it's just aluminum foil trying to like. Dude, that's his predator, his predator growl instead of like the. He just rips one. He's just like. <laughs> Dude, he, he can't even do it. He's, he's just like it's like the it's like the Monty uh, Python mouth. He's like, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> he's like the flying circus mouth. <laughs> it's just oh a bowl cut, dude. Moose, Moose's predator. Dude. But in the city, hunting fucking like like Predator Two. Oh my, Predator Two with fucking uh, fucking Danny Glover, dude. Danny that Glover, would be, yeah. yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Like, if it was another setting, but this yeah. time it's like a Comic Con <laughs> <laughs> in like the big one in San Diego. That's where Moose dude, Predator. Predator Three, Predator Three on the Sunset Strip. Yeah. He's like, I'll get you. <laughs> yeah, he's just he's just wearing fucking yoga pants. With a tight butt that says "Predator" across the ass, and he thinks that's authentic. Like, it's like oh my god, was this worn? Was this from the Epstein collection? <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, I got my IKEA. Put it together yourself, child Dude, trafficking thing. That's where they should do it on Epstein's Dude, Island, right there. Epstein's <laughs> Island and Predator Three, starring John Travolta as the Predator on Epstein's Island. Dude. Wayfarers involved. They ship them in. You got to mm-hmm. put them together. That's a billion dollar idea. Right I know. There, dude. It's dude. Hollywood needs to get off their ass. I don't like, know why do they don't do shit. Like or do that. something that needs. To, I mean, the shit. I, dude, like I said, I watched Midway last night. It's like Jesus Christ. How can a movie so fucking big budgeted and all that shit literally was making me fall asleep? 
before we played again That's for the second time? Or is you this know just why? you and me? You know why it's making you fall asleep? It's because it's shit you already know. That's yeah. why, dude. Yeah, I mean, That's dude, I know about the, you know, it shows, obviously it shows the beginning, or the beginning opens up with Pearl Harbor, and then obviously it goes yeah. to the Battle of Midway, which I know about, but obviously wasn't there. Don't, haven't seen the footage, but so, it's like, let me see how they do it. But yeah, it's dude. so boring. Don't it's get like, me wrong, man. I love World War II epics that they're yeah. going to be putting out, but like, when it comes down, it's like, how many times are you going to get Tom Hanks or some other dude that we've seen a billion times beating this greatest generation ideology into our fucking – oh, we got it. I you know, know why? Because it was fan. it was the director from Independence Day. Now, don't get me wrong. Independence Day was great. when it first. Yeah. I loved it when it came out. But it was, it was a awesome. big budget, huge Hollywood movie. If you're going to do World War II, I think everyone can agree the rawer you go – the better it's going to be. Yeah. Yuri is an amazing World War II movie. Yeah. Okay. Even Saving Private Ryan, which was a big budget movie, but it was fucking raw. Not like this one where it's like fucking 90 planes. Now, obviously, granted, that's what was happening at the Battle of Midway, but at the same time, it's like, eh, I don't know. Maybe go into a little bit deeper to the fighting. It's like, I liked how they did have most, everyone on there was uh, in the movie was based on a real character. Now, it's like the one dude, Patrick Wilson, he played the guy who was like, yo, Pearl Harbor's going to get bombed. And the government was like, fucking beat it, nerd. And then three days later, they're like, we will listen to anything you say, whatever you got. <laughs> you, you got it. And he's like, all right, they're going to attack Midway. They're like, we don't know about that. He's like, we're going to do this again? You know how the first time turned out. All right. That fool me once, shame on you. Yeah. Fool me twice, shame on you. They didn't me. like the code breakers back then because they were mostly musicians. And, oh, yeah. and people were like, why are you getting musicians? It's like, well, they can, they know a series of something and they'll be able to detach or detect some kind of break in that to would eventually detect a code. It was a long shot, but it worked. So they were like, we're not listening to these fucking dumb hippies. They're like, yo, your fucking little uh, port down there in Pearl Harbor is going to get blown off. They're like, all right, beat it, you beatnik. <laughs> yeah, gonna, it's, like, it's like, how do you know it's going to get uh, bombed at Pearl Harbor? It's like, well, hold on, let me play this back. It's like, we're going to bomb Pearl It's huge or lowest in the news. It's Danny <laughs> Wang. He's like, we're going to bomb them tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a really nice melodic thing. Yeah. I don't know. I was, I'm, dude. I, it sucks because like my grandfather was in the navy, but like the navy pictures are really interesting to see the stories. But I'm more like the army. Was, army pictures are always a little bit better. And also, of the course. one good thing about Midway I did like was uh, the one part where the planes are going to attack Japan. They have Doolittle, who is considered the best naval air uh, pilot in the in the history of the navy, and it's played by Aaron Eckert. And when they flew over, they didn't think they had enough gas to get from where they were launching from the carriers because they were like 700 miles out to go to Japan. Yeah. So they're like, we're either going to land in a part of the area which is occupied by Japan or Tokyo. They're like, well, then what do we do? It's like, well, if you land in the part that's occupied by, J- by Japan, there's not much you're going to be able to do. They're going to kill you. <laughs> yes. They hate us right now. They're not, they're not fans. They're not fans of us right now. So... But the one part is, like, it's such a bad storm when they're coming in. They have to bail out. And they're like, are we over land or water? And they're like, I got to be honest with you. Because <laughs> they couldn't tell. And it reminded me, because my mom told me about when my grandfather dropped in. And they were drunk 16-year-olds. And they missed the drop point by, like, eight miles. And they're like, is this it? They're like, let's do it. And they land. They're like, let's get them. And the Nazis are like, what up? And my grandfather's like, <laughs> there's gotta be nothing worse than like some dude flying a plane and you're like it's just the drop point and you see him just turn around like <laughs> <laughs> no you turn around dude it's like they're like is this the drop point captain shaner he's like all right i'm gonna be honest with you i had a couple before i got in the plane i am no good without a couple in them <laughs> dad like, captain shaner is this the drop point he's like <laughs> He's like drop point. He's just still on the plane. Jesus Christ! He's playing his dick away. He's like, ah, I was baiting up here. I was getting a quick bait in, man. No, the other part you were talking about midway, which I was talking about last night. Did you watch it? No, but you were talking about the part where. 
the where they attack Pearl Harbor and they drop that bomb that goes right like smash. Yeah, I can never remember the weapon ship. It's a very famous ship that was yeah. was docked at Pearl Harbor that, that somebody what? one of the Japanese pilots hit like it was like the fucking last hole in mini golf. He hit it yeah, dead dude. on, and they're like, ah. Uh, but my favorite part was when you were talking about that. How funny would it be if the because they only show one dude just like down there, yeah, and then it blows up. But how funny if he's like down there working on something and like, it, like right before it hits, he's just like, huh. <laughs> yeah, he looks over and then he just looks at the guy. He's like, huh? shit, because it breaks you know I mean? the boat in half. This dude. million ton boat just goes boom. Like that's how good that. And the fucked up thing is, and I looked into it a while ago when, when that movie Pearl Harbor came out, I'm pretty sure the pilot went kamikaze after or got shot down. Like he died. Yeah. But dude, for the, for a good two to three seconds, now I'm not glorifying this at all. Do you know how good that dude felt when he hit, saw it drop into that little hole on the deck of that ship, just drop in. And he's just like, yeah, yeah <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> Cause then he came up on like 350 cows. It was like, tum, 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 tum. Dude, and then he was like, he no! Dude, <laughs> he was like, help he me! He lever on that bomb, dude. And it nailed it, and he was just like, yeah! <laughs> Damn it! A liftoff! Yeah, like, and he just throws by three guys like, do, 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 Dude, he pulls the lever on the bomb, it hits the plane, he's just like, yes! And I've been holding this in for a while. <laughs> And then he's like, why is it a gunfire? Then he remembered his plane was made out of origami. He's like, damn it. (laughs) He's like, like, what's that smell? Oh, yeah, I did douse myself in gasoline before this. Yeah. But, dude, it's it's fucking – that part's cool uh, to see the action, but it's the same thing as Pearl Harbor. The Battle of Midway I thought was okay because the one thing they did show was at the Battle of Midway – and the fights leading up to it, that's when the U.S. Navy was doing a lot of dive bombing, which is one yeah. of the most dangerous things they can do, but one of the most effective if they hit where they literally just go straight and drop and then peel up at the very back. Because it's you funny. Be- no, no, no. What I was going to say was about that, though, is they miss a lot, but when they hit, they hit so close. Those bombs fucking destroy those. There's so much yeah. damage. But how much of an asshole do you have to feel to be one of the higher-ups in the Japanese Navy or the Air Force, and they're watching this. They're like, wait a minute, we can pull up? What the fuck? You got, you got us crashing into this shit, dude. What are you talking about? We can drop a bomb and come up. They're like, no, that is not honorable. I'm like, what are you talking about? That guy's going home to his family. He just destroyed a boat. It's like, all right, all right. Let me calm down here. We're all kamikazes. Right. It's like, I don't want to be. I can do a dive bomb. I can do that. That's not hard. You die, you drop, <laughs> dude, and you go home, you- pal. Dude, how shitty would it be to be the most expert pilot in the Japanese Air Force? Like, all right, you got to fly into this. Like, well, I, what do you, what do you mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, you're gonna you die. Fly right in. You're gonna it's die for you know. It's for the greater good. You know, it's for the rising sun, dude. You got to get into it. You got to get. Into it. Yeah, I'm like, how about this rising sun asshole? I'm going <laughs> in the U.S., can, dude. You don't think I can maneuver around this? I have like four hundred thousand hours of flying. I've been flying <laughs> yeah. since. What are you it's a funny thing. Like, do you understand that our planes are probably a hundred times better than the Americans? Their shit is made out of tinfoil getting pumped out by some lunatic down in Houston who's a fucking retard and he drinks milk piss. You don't know what's going on. We have the technology already to dive, drop bomb, and go home. He's like, you, you better dive into that plane. I'm like, I'm pretty sure the bomb will do more damage. It's like... All right. Well, you know what? Step down, officer. <laughs> just like one guy, like it's just, dude. It's it's just the it's just the they're all complaining about being kamikazes, and the admiral's like, "All right, all right. Here's what we're gonna do." <laughs> he's like, he just leaves. <laughs> he's he said like, all the paperwork of complaints. He's like, "All right, I looked over a lot of this stuff. It, you're making good points." <laughs> We're gonna get back to you. It's just—it's gonna take a little. <laughs> they turned the Dish Network. <laughs> <laughs> the Japanese Navy was Dish Network. The higher ups are like, yeah, yeah. This is Kim down. This is Kim Wang. Sorry, second blue to edit over here in the Navy. Why do we gotta die in these planes? We could we could do a dive bomb and drop a bomb. Call me back for Christ's sakes. God damn it. <laughs> 
<laughs> fucking guys. <laughs> like, you just hear them in the back. Like, oh, like, I, I got the fucking machine again. This is bullshit. They're two, they're two decks up on the same boat. <laughs> and you just see them come out of the window like... <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, they're still calling. Wang, they're still calling. Man, man. Dude, just put it to the mid. Let it go to the machine. It's like, Why dude, did you also, tell like, they got It's so funny. It's like, also, pretty sure we're losing a lot of money just building these planes and destroying them. We Wait, should drop a bomb and cost? keep the plane. They're yeah. like, how dare you? How fucking dare? That's a good point. God. Dude, you know, seriously, they were just like, mm-hmm. kill them. Guy. Yeah, they're like, that's cool. Why don't you come on into the office? <laughs> so guess who's the new kamikaze? <laughs> oh, it's going to be crazy when you die, when you stab yourself in the stomach four times. Yeah. You're going to have to do that. You're going to have to do that. <sighs> All right, let's wrap this up. All right. um, let's go out today. Yeah, we can plug something. Friday. Oh, yeah. Friday, if you're in the Philly area, we actually have a show. Um... Uh, where is it? It's in, uh, it's on, it's in Fishtown. 1432 Germantown Avenue. Yeah. Uh, our buddy Tom, uh, Tommy Malvern's house who works at Gas Digital. He's bringing, coming down with Robbie, my, my good friend, Robbie, the fire Bernstein, me, Shaner, and then they, Chris was, Chris from Brooklyn was on it, but he bailed. Yeah. And I guess we're waiting to see if Dave, I could just text Dave and be like, are you, yeah, do you want to do say, this? Yeah, I was going to say, we could. Easily test Dave Temple to see. Yeah, Dave probably sees the message from Tom. He's like, "Who the fuck is this pussy?" <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, if you're in the area on Friday, come down because it's uh, Flying Fish is sponsoring it and Stateside Vodka. Stateside Vodka yeah. So it's a rooftop. There's very limited seats. Honestly, God, there's like maybe seven tickets or eight tickets left. So I can't wait one to of us up. A, I can't wait what? to run into Stateside Vodka. <laughs> oh, I'm like, what's your problem? You pieces of shit. You fucking idiots. But yeah, if you're around for that, come to that. That'll be that'll be fun. Uh, there'll be a lot yeah. of people, and uh, yeah, that's good, right? That's great. That's all we got. That's all I got. All right, yeah. R.I.P. R.I.P. The hoe, dude. The yeah. the the known hoe, Michi hoe, dude. R.I.P. Dude.